Good evening and welcome to our evening prayer service. If you're worshiping with us online, you can find the bulletin with the psalm and hymn numbers on our website or on our Facebook page. Tonight we'll continue with our readings from this past Sunday, the parable of the unforgiving servant, but we'll especially be looking at Paul's letter to the Romans, where he helps us understand how we work out some of our differences that we have from time to time as people which are not necessarily sins. We rise and begin our service with evening prayer on page 243. <clears throat> Jesus Christ is the light of the world, the light no darkness can overcome. Stay with us, Lord, for it is evening, and the day is almost over. Let your light scatter the darkness. Joyous light of glory of the heavenly, holy, blessed Jesus Christ. We have come to the setting of the sun, and we look to the evening light. We sing to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy of being praised with pure voices forever. O Son of God, O giver of life, the universe proclaims your glory. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who led your people Israel by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Enlighten our darkness by the light of your Christ. May his word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. For you are merciful and you love your whole creation. And we, your creatures, glorify you Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let my prayer rise before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. O Lord, I call to you, come to me quickly. Hear my voice when I cry to you. Let my prayer rise before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. A watch before my mouth, O Lord, 
and guard the door of my lips. Let not my heart incline to any evil thing. Let me not be occupied in wickedness with evil doers. But my eyes are turned to you, O God. In you I take refuge. Strip me not of my life. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let my prayer rise before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Let us pray. Let the incense of our repentant prayer ascend before you, O Lord, and let your loving kindness descend on us, that with purified minds we may sing your praises with the church on earth and the whole heavenly host, and may glorify you forever. Amen. merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. 
but the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to his children's children those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments leave all things to God's direction. He loves me both in joy and woe. His will is good, sure his affection. His tender love is true, I know. My fortress and my rock is he what pleases God that pleases me God knows what must be done to save me his love for me will never cease upon his hands he did engrave me with purest gold of loving grace his will supreme must ever be what pleases God that pleases me my God desires the soul's salvation my soul he too desires to save therefore with christian resignation all earthly troubles i will brave his will be done eternally what pleases God that pleases me my God has all things in his keeping he is the ever faithful friend he gives me laughter after weeping and all his ways a blessed end his love endures eternally what pleases god pleaseth me 
Our scripture reading from Romans 14, beginning at the first verse. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God, for it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. This past Sunday, we heard the beautiful parable of the unforgiving servant. And in this parable, there is something that's unmistakably clear. One man owes a huge debt of billions of dollars and is forgiven. And yet he turns around and will not forgive another servant, a fellow servant of his, who owes thousands of dollars. The problem here, the problem of sin, of repentance, and lack of forgiveness is very plain and easy to understand. It doesn't mean that forgiving people is always easy to do. We can understand it. But that's why in that particular sermon, the main point was that we follow Jesus to the cross, and there at the cross, we find God's grace to do gracious things. The Old Testament lesson, the account of Joseph forgiving his brothers, is a tremendous example of what Jesus was teaching in that parable. This epistle lesson, though, from Romans 14 is a bit of an outlier, although maybe not as far out as you might think. In the book of Romans, Paul laid out the foundation of our salvation in the person and the work of Jesus. We were all lost sinners. Christ came, lived his life for us, died for us, rose again to redeem us and to empower us with the Holy Spirit to live in this forgiveness and in faith. But halfway through the letter, as Paul does in all of his letters, he turns to practical matters. 
In chapters 9 through 11, he goes over the practical matter of the covenants and of the relationship between Jews and Gentiles in the church. In chapter 13, he talks about our relationship to the government and to our neighbors. And in chapters 14 to 15, he covers a very important lesson for all the church. And that lesson has to do with the importance of our Christian liberty. This is basically knowing the difference between things that really, really matter and that we must hold on to hard and fast, such as the reality of the truth of God, the truth of his word, the promises of his salvation and his divine will for our lives. But there are other things that fall into the category of doesn't always matter. Theologians call this category adiaphora. Diaphora means something that's different, and adiaphora means there's no difference. There are things that make a big difference, such as repenting of our sins or forgiving one another. And then there are things that don't always make so much of a difference, like the food we eat or when we worship and so on. Jesus taught us to pray, thy will be done. And that means living within the bounds of the Ten Commandments. As rigid as those commandments seem to some people, there really is a lot of room for Christian liberty within them. As important as it is to keep them, it is also very important that we do not add to them. Jesus warned of this when he scolded the Pharisees, in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And so Paul urges the Romans to respect the line between those things that matter and those things that don't matter. It is necessary to call out sin and certainly to forgive sin. And it's also necessary to know that some things are a matter of personal preference. God's given us freedom when it comes to our choices, food, drink, clothing, music, friends, marriage, family, lifestyles, hobbies, entertainment, work ethic, saving, spending, etc. Paul urges us to think about all of life in view of Judgment Day. We all have to give an account to God, as he says. And that being the case, we should do all things to the Lord, as Paul says. Or another way to say this, in view of the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians 4, Paul says, mind your own business. So keep your eyes on the Lord and don't always worry so much about your neighbor in some cases that whatever he does, as long as it's within the bounds of God's divine law, people are going to make choices on their personal situations. God likes this kind of diversity and he commands us to respect it. These personal freedoms and this Christian liberty also become a part of our congregational life together as Christians. The way we worship, the hymns we sing, the length of our worship, the times, the architecture, the way we work together in social activities and service activities, all of those things involve a lot of liberty. And when there's liberty, that means people have to learn to work together, persuading, not pressuring each other, working for unity, working for compromise, working so that we can work together in the liberty that God has given to us in Christ 
and to do it in view of the Lord and in the sense of giving a full accounting to the Lord. And we worked together to do our best in all things, things that are very important and in the things that are neither here nor there. Amen. Please rise. And we join together in singing, No Saint on Earth Lives to Self Alone.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Have mercy. For the peace from above and for salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Have mercy. For Matthew and Timothy, for all pastors in Christ, for all servants of the church, and for all the people, let us pray to the Lord. Have mercy. For Joseph, for all public servants, for the government and those who protect us, that they may be upheld and strengthened in every good deed, let us pray to the Lord. Have mercy. For those who work to bring peace, justice, health, and protection in this and every place, let us pray to the Lord. Have mercy. For those who bring offerings, those who do good works in this congregation, those who toil, those who sing, and all the people here present who await from the Lord great and abundant mercy, let us pray to the Lord. Have mercy. For favorable weather, for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, for peaceful times, let us pray to the Lord. Have mercy. For our deliverance from all affliction, wrath, danger, and need, let us pray to the Lord. Have mercy. For the faithful who have gone before us and are with Christ, let us give thanks to the Lord. Alleluia. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Rejoicing in the fellowship of all the saints, let us commend ourselves, one another, and our whole life to Christ our Lord. To you, O Lord. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen.
walking close to Thee. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be.